Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Here we are on a Wednesday morning. You've got Jill here to do the chores with you. We heard from Bob. He made a phone call from the beach in Hawaii. So 83 and sunny is what we have the report from for that uh, weather. But up here, we are not in that same boat today. Our high is supposed to be 34. And right now, we're sitting at 33. So there's not going to be a lot of flexibility in that temperature Snow, rain is likely tonight, 28, tomorrow, 31, tomorrow night, 7. And snow and rain is uh, supposed to be happening yet tomorrow morning with the wind kicking up Friday, 21, Saturday, 23, Sunday, 25, and Monday, 29, and Tuesday, 30. And those days, it's supposed to swing into being partly sunny. And I always go with the partly sunny part because I want to see the good part of it instead of the cloudy part. Uh, We've got a lot of chores to do today. We'll be hearing from Bob. He talked to Charles Walksmith from Chippewa Valley Bean. Usually we're talking about beans, but we've got a different uh, take on things. They're part of Elk Creek Energy, and we'll find out about that. And in our farm news, we're going to talk about some uncertainty over ag income and predictions about pork production. And we're also going to talk about milk prices for November and hay prices for November. So we're talking a lot of numbers this morning. Um, The ride-up was a little bit interesting with a lot of slush on the roads. I did check. I didn't find any closings for around the area or any delays. But slow down out there. It's not the best. I put the pickup in four-wheel drive, and away I went. But that slush has a tendency to push you around a little bit. And I know the kiddos are back in school, so slow down. Give yourself some extra time. Watch out for those buses and watch out for those kiddos getting on them. And, um, you know, we just got to slow down and take our time. Like I've said before, it's better to get there a few minutes late than to not get there at all. 
and getting stuck in the ditch is not the most productive way to be in the morning. I actually came up Highway 53 instead of the interstate today because the semis were moving kind of slow on the on the interstate and there was a lot of flashers going on and you know that road between Osseo and Eau Claire sometimes gets a little bit dicey and I just wanted to avoid the whole thing. I did see uh, two deer on the way up. They were standing on the side of the road and looking at me and I slowed way down and one went to the left and one went to the right so I was happy that they decided not to join me and hit the pickup because you know, I've hit enough of them this uh, season. And so in watch out for the deer. Sometimes they end up on the road just because the snow isn't quite so deep. So we've got a lot of chores to do, so we might as well get at it. So, And uh, remember, take care, of, take care of that vehicle so we uh, can make it from point A to point B. So let's get going on the chores. And we need to get looking at some national news. We're a minute after five here on Wax 104.5. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The House has adjourned without electing a new speaker. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy failed to secure the 218 votes needed to become speaker on Tuesday due to opposition from hardline Republicans. McCarthy has vowed to continue fighting for the position while conservative opponents say that they're committed to changing the status quo no matter how many rounds of voting it takes. A man is dead and others, including an eight-year-old child, are injured following a shooting in Washington, D.C. yesterday. The child that was shot uh, appeared to be on the sidewalk and was not the intended target, but probably the victim of an errant round. Police say at least two suspects got out of a car in traffic and opened fire on a targeted group of men who were standing on the sidewalk. Three of the four victims were adult males. One was pronounced dead at the scene. The other two adults were hospitalized along with the child. Authorities are looking for the suspects who fled the scene. Dangerous weather is disrupting the lives of millions across the U.S. Parts of Louisiana and Arkansas saw tornado damage on Tuesday with over 20 million people on severe weather alerts across the south. Winter weather is hitting the Midwest with areas of South Dakota seeing almost two feet of snow with travel warnings also across Minnesota and Wisconsin. Over 20 states are under alert for flooding rain and high winds, including California, where heavy rain is moving into the Bay Area today before moving to the Los Angeles area. A survey shows that seeking therapy is the top New Year's resolution in most states. Brian Shook with the details. Seeking therapy tops the list in 12 states, followed by losing weight in 8 states. Among the states where therapy is the most popular resolution are Arizona, Florida, Missouri, and New York. The survey was conducted by Zipia, an online job search agency. I'm Brian Shook. And President Biden may be visiting the southern border later this month. Texas Republican John Cornyn says it's about time. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's time to take a look at some of our weather around the area and our temps around the area. All the ones that I report on are in the 30s, and that might be a little bit of the saving grace for not being quite so icy out there. It does make for slush, so slow down. Give yourself time to get from point A to point B. Here in Eau Claire, we're sitting at 33. Medford, 31. Rice Lake, 32. Wausau, 32 and cloudy. Green Bay, 36 and foggy. Marshfield, 33 and light snow. La Crosse, 35. Madison, 34, and Milwaukee, 39. 
both Madison and Milwaukee are cloudy, and we are under a winter weather advisory. I just stepped out a little bit ago, and there was light snow falling, but it all depends on where it decides to stall out. We'll hear more from Mike Dandria later on in the program here, and he'll tell us all about it. So, But be careful out there. That slush, I put my truck in four-wheel drive this morning just because I feel like it stays on the road a little bit better. And slow down. Give the person in front of you time and give yourself time to stop at all those stop signs and be careful out there. We don't need to be wrecking any of those um, guardrails that are around the area and getting pulled out of the ditch is not that much fun. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the time is now to take a look at our markets, sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. And our livestock markets. Choice-fed beef steers are 143 to 157, with mixed at 114 to 142. Choice-fed beef heifers are 142 to 157, with mixed at 99 to 142. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 130 to 134, with select and silage-fed steers 96 to 129. Cows are 64 to 82, with bulls at 74 to 94. Butcher hogs are 54 to 71, with sows at 38 to 42. Boars are 15 and down. Shorn market lambs are 127 and down. Feeder lambs are 155 to 2 dollars. Ewes are 90 to 115. Small goats are 65 to 195 dollars. Medium goats are 135 to 270 dollars. With large goats at 210 to 450 dollars. And nanny goats 110 to 305 dollars. We're going to swing on over and take a look at our futures markets. And our cattle is all trending downward. Our feeder cattle are tre- is trending downward. And our lean hog carcasses are also trending downward. So I'm not sure where that's going to leave us in the future. But right now, this is what I've got. For February, the live cattle February futures, 156.85, down five. For April, 160.87.5, down 92.5 cents. For June, 156.82.5, down a dollar. For our feeder cattle prices, for January is 182.70, down a dollar. March, 184.77.5, down a dollar 45. April, 188.77.5, down 85 cents. And May, 182.25, down 60 cents. And moving on over to our lean hog carcasses for February, eighty five oh seven down two sixty two and a half, April ninety three eighty down a dollar and a half, and May ninety nine eighty down ninety cents, and June one oh eight fifteen down a dollar two, and we're going to look at our Chicago Board of Trade which opened up yesterday morning after a close on Monday in Monday night. It didn't open until Tuesday morning for corn at the Chicago Board of Trade for March. 669 down a half. Oats for March 363 down a half. Soybeans 1504 up 12 cents. Soybean meal 469 dollars and a half a ton that's up 4 dollars. And wheat for March is at eight sixty four down five cents. Slide on over to our dairy markets. Barrels are one seventy four and a half down eleven and a quarter. Forty pound blocks one ninety nine and three quarters down thirteen and three quarters. 
and butter, 238, no change from yesterday. And our class three futures, those markets are all heading downward as far as I could see on the, on the monitor. January, 1907, down 47 cents. February, down another 35 cents to 1824. March, 1832, down 7 cents. April, down 12 cents to 1850. And May, 1891, down another 9 cents. And as I said before, those markets were heading downward. We've got to get some, uh, some of our regular stuff done here. We'll head on over and hear from ProVision Partners. I've got Katie Murphy in. Somebody new. And she's got some uh, livestock nutritionists, some of that stuff to talk about. It's Wednesday morning, and it's time for our ProVision Partners talk. I got to talk to a female voice out of ProVision Partners, Katie Murphy. She's the livestock nutritionist. And I always talk about wintertime being meeting time and learning time for farmers. You have something called Mineral Talks? What's going on? Yeah. So we have four meetings coming up in January. Um, the first one is January 17th in Seymour. Um, it will be at the Jackson Point Sports Bar. Registration starts at 6.30 with dinner to follow at 7. And then we will be getting into a couple talks on heifer development for sound reproduction and then problem calves and tools to manage. Um, following those two discussions, we will have the mineral offerings. So we'll offer discounts on booked mineral, whether that's our um, mineral tubs or our loose mineral. They will all have discounts offered on them. The second meeting will be at Marshfield, at Hotel Marshfield, on Wednesday, January 25th. There will also be a virtual meeting offered that same night. The in-person meeting will be at 6 p.m. with dinner and those other discussions to follow. The virtual meeting will start at 6.30, and that will be via Zoom. And there is a link on the ProVision Partners website if you look at our upcoming events page and then scroll down to the Beef Mineral Meeting tab. You can see the registration tab on there to link to it. And the third and fourth final meeting will be at Toma at the Cranberry Country Lodge. This will start at 5 p.m., so a little different than the previous meetings. Um, same agenda with those two discussions on heifer development and our problem calves, also with the mineral bookings to follow. We do also have a chance to win a Sioux Mineral Feeder. So anybody who decides to book mineral with us will be put into that drawing, and then a winner will be selected for that feeder. So, yeah, we've got a lot of fun things coming up for those nights. Now, you've got three meetings, but are the topics basically the same on all of them? They are the same. So, yes, we'll be going over the heifer development for sound reproduction and then tools to help managing problem calves. Is there a question and answer time available during the meetings? Yes, absolutely. They are, the setting is pretty casual, so we'll be open for questions anytime during the discussion and as well as after. So, and we'll actually have um, like question and answer sheets on the table for all of our our attendees to fill out that way if they have something they want to ask anonymously, they can do so. A little bit of learning from each other. 
Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of the guys come away with some good ideas just talking to each other over dinner. So, yeah, really good learning experience for really everybody. And that's our ProVision Partners update for this Wednesday morning with Katie Murphy. She's Livestock Nutritionist at ProVision Partners, and I'm Jill Welke. Now we're going to take a little look at some of our farm news. I'm sliding around here a little bit, and I changed things up. So, uncertainty looms over 2023 agriculture income. 2022 agriculture income set the bar so high that USDA Chief Economist Seth Myers is predicting the outlook for 2023 agriculture income as good, but unable to be better than 2022. Increased input costs and the uncertainty of the economy to hold commodity prices at their current levels are the main factors influencing Myers' prediction. The November all-milk price for the nation was released by the USDA. National Agricultural Statistics Service in their agricultural prices report last week, and it was $25.60 per hundred, 30 cents lower than October, but $4.90 higher than November 2021. Georgia, Idaho, Virginia dairy farmers are receiving the most money for their milk at just over $29 per hundred. Here in Wisconsin, the all milk price in for November was $23.60 per hundredweight. $2 lower than the national average and 80 cents lower than October. But Wisconsin's price was $3 higher than November 2021. And those hay prices were reported last week by the USDA to be higher in November when compared to October. All hay prices in Wisconsin averaged $169 per ton in November, $20 above the October price, but $2 lower than November 2021. Alfalfa hay in November averaged $183 per ton, $14 higher than October, but $2 below November 2021. Average price for hay in the other category in November was $116 per ton, $11 more than October, but $3 below last November. And that's a little look at our farm news. We're going to do a little bit more chores, and then we're going to be heading to Chippewa Valley Bean and hearing what's going on over there. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Normally, when we talk to the folks affiliated with Chippewa Valley Bean, we're talking about some of the shipping challenges and uh, finding land to grow more kidney beans, but a different project is being proposed and looks like it uh, probably is going to happen. The Doan family, which owns uh, so much land outside of Elk Mound and in Dunn County, the Elk Creek Solar Project, and Charles Locksmith is with us from Chippewa Valley Bean and this uh, Elk Creek Solar Project. Charles, how long has this been in the works? How long has it been thought about by the Doan family, which uh, we all know has been influential and active in this agriculture community and uh, works a lot of land, knows the value of the land? How did this get started? Well, Bob, back in 2019, there were a lot of companies out here on the Fall City Prairie in Dunn County looking for land and shopping around the idea of a solar project. And we were approached by a group called Galehead Development at the time. And 
through conversations and, and through negotiations, we came up with the deal that we feel really benefits the Doan family farms and Doan family in a lot of different ways. This project is, is going to mean great things for the Fall City Prairie. We're taking 1,600 acres of land that have been in my family for over 50 years, and we've farmed that land, and we've produced beautiful crops. But maybe we were a little hard on it. We might have cropped a little too close on our rotations. And now what we're looking at doing is putting all this acreage under solar panels for 35 years with native prairie grass on it. So you want to talk about a bee population coming back? You want to talk about putting organic soil matter back into the ground? You want to talk about regenerative agriculture? Here it is. My children and my grandchildren are going to inherit some beautiful, beautiful farmland. And one of the best things about this, and a question people always ask, is what's going to happen with the panels? Well, Bob, the panels, it's part of the deal. That land gets taken back to farmland. There is no concrete. There is no asphalt. There are no poles or solar panels anymore. There's an escrow account that comes through and takes that off. We have a specific deal so our high-capacity well permits can remain active through the length of this project. So again, in 35 years, we are going to have this beautiful, productive soil coming back into creating food when the world's probably going to need it even more. But how did this conversation even get started? I, I can't imagine it was something that all of a sudden somebody brought up over Thanksgiving dinner when all the family was together. It was a long road amongst our family. And there's, you know, my 92-year-old grandfather's still alive, and he's a farmer down to the soles of his boots. And we talked about what was best for the family and generating a life for future generations that revolves around agriculture to the point that where the family members that want to stay in agriculture can rent land with the, with the money they receive from the solar option. It's a matter of securing a long-term future in sometimes a questionable place. As we look forward to this project here at, on the prairie, the benefits as far as uh, the energy that's going to go out, the uh, income regenerated to the town, to the county, it's, it's going to be significant. It is in a lot of different ways. In addition to the regenerative aspects that are going to be happening with the soil, Ted Renewables is giving $55,000 directly to the Elk Mound School District. And as you know, Bob, Agricultural land in the state of Wisconsin does not pay much for property taxes. This is just a boon. Now, will this change? What happens to the, we'll get back to our question, but what happens to the tax base on this land? Use value assessment is what we have in Wisconsin. So does this change the use value assessment? Is this land considered non-taxable anymore? What's going on? So that does not change. But, and you'll have to go to an expert on this, as I understand it, utility-scale projects for energy pay into a different scheme for the state. So I believe that the township of Springbrook receives $400,000 per year from this project, and the 
Dunn County will receive around $700,000 per year. Now, if you look back at what the property taxes for ag land, thanks to Governor Thompson, who was looking out for farmers, that was not bringing much back to the community. This project brings a lot of community dollars for roads and other projects. And then uh, getting back to what we're talking about as far as uh, this project and the benefit to the community, to the county, and probably beyond Dunn County as far as energy generation. Well, it is. We can look at this from a macro to a micro level. Okay, there's going to be 1,600 acres of prairie grasses. We have more bees. We're going to have more biodiversity. There's going to be more animals that aren't going to be run over by combine. We have jobs. Yes, we'll lose maybe a job or two in the farming of this land, but this project brings two to three well-paid maintenance jobs year-round on the project. We're bringing the value back to the, the school district, like I said. And all this money for the county and the township, I don't know if you've driven on these Springbrook Township roads lately, but we need the help out here, much like the rest of the state of Wisconsin. Well, I would imagine a Chippewa Valley Bean, the way people are looking for help, you can find something for these people to do that have been farming with you that may work in the plant or do some other things. Yeah, that's 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 not a current issue with what unemployment in Dunn County at 3.7%. Now, as, uh, as this goes along, this land, Chippewa Valley Bean, you don't have to worry about it at all? Is this something uh, TED Renewables will be uh, working with? Or once this is up, up and running, it's, it's pretty much uh, a push-button operation. It's going to run itself? So as I understand it, well, let me speak first from the Doan family side. All we do is observe. This is a TED Renewable project. They're in charge of taking care of that prairie grass. They're in charge of maintaining the panels and the fencing that goes around. They're in charge of making sure the setback is proper, is, is, is a properly spaced for those people that have land bordering this project. This is done by people who know how to do it. This is not the Doan family. Guess You're not in charge. We're not in charge. And quite frankly, while I love this project, it's way above my head in many respects. As we look forward down the line, I'm sure you've heard from people saying, well, you're taking 2,500 acres or whatever the total amount is out of production, and we talk about more people in this world, we need to produce more food. I'm sure you've heard that. I have heard all that, and there are many good answers to that. When we look at how the world is changing, regardless of how you feel about climate change, weather events are getting stronger. The dries are drier, the wets, the wetter, it's more severe. And adding renewable power to our energy mix may help lessen that. And one thing we're looking at here with this acreage, Bob, is we're not building a shopping mall. We're not putting in a parking lot. We're letting this land rest so that it's more productive for future generations. Is there talk in the family and with uh, TED Renewables that... 35 years, if this is such a win-win situation, it could be extended? It could be, but I'm going to tell you what, I'm a middle-aged guy. I'm probably not going to be around for the next bit of negotiation. Well, I know I'm not going to be here to do the interview after 35 years, but what is the, the possibility? Have you looked at that? Has it been on the table at all? It, it's been discussed, and when the time comes, we'll figure it out. What are, going to, what are the economic situations of that going to be? At that time, that land much be, might, might be much more valuable as cropland. 
So we'll see when the time comes. So here we are, the winter of 22-23. The progress and when we will start seeing some things and what has to be done now. I don't know if all the permits are in place or if the state, uh, county, whatever, has all signed off on this. Where are we at right now? So right now, everything's been submitted to the state level. And once that approval comes through, they can begin the project. So in discussion with TED Renewables, right now we know we can farm this through the fall of 2023. We're going to get at least one more cropping year out. But I'm told with the way projects take and with supply chain issues right now that we'll get to farm that through the harvest of 24. But that- Well, that sounds like a real interesting idea and, and you know, giving putting stuff back into the soil is a good idea and uh, I'm glad Bob went out there and found out more and we've got to get going here though we're at 5:30 and I need to have Rocky coming in here shortly and get through some markets agriculture it's a Wisconsin way of life wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report As promised, Rocky must have heard me talking, and he called me right up, so we better get going on this, but what is the weather doing in Lublin? Uh, Looks like we had a little light snow overnight, don't look too bad out there. Well, it always keeps things interesting when it stays at 33 degrees. Yeah, Yeah, I guess so. What's going on in the market? Uh, thank you, Jill. Good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's special feeder cattle auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. Did have a little lighter run than anticipated with the weather conditions that we had. We sold 400 head of feeder cattle. Uh, market was very strong on the beef. The Holsteins did sell a little bit lower. Uh, most of the new crop beef calves sold mostly from 145 to 217. Uh, most weights of Holstein steers 90 to 127. Your bred beef cows sold on a light test, uh, mostly from 850 to 1370. Next special feeder cattle auction will be January 17th. Uh, looking to have a little, quite a bit bigger sale for that sale. Uh, Wednesday, today, Wednesday, uh, we got our hay auction at 9.30. Nice selection of hay for sure today. Uh, dairy cattle auction will be at 11. We're expecting 200 head of dairy cattle. Really got some good quality cattle today. Uh, lots of fancy reputation loads of parlor freestall cows. Also have some really nice springing heifers for today, including a group of 38 AI bred AI sired heifers coming out of a 30,000 pound herd, all springing heifers. Uh, we got uh, three really nice registered Holstein breeding bulls, uh, big enough for cows. They're proven bulls, really, really deep genetic bulls there. Uh, also have a nice Jersey bull on hand, and he is also polled, and he is also proven. Uh, full details, uh, updated market reports daily, uh, advanced consignments, uh, sales schedules. Check that all out at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call anytime, uh, 715-229-2500. Don't forget the spring machinery sale will be coming up March 24th. Like I said, call us with any questions. We're always glad to hear from you. And, Jill, that's the way it shaped up. Well, I imagine you're going to be busier today than you were yesterday, do you think? I would probably think so. I would probably think so. Well, sometimes I think it takes just a little bit to get back into the swing of things after holidays, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, you take care. Don't be slipping on the parking lot. You bet. Have a good one. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. And we're about time. I think that uh, Mike is probably itching to get on the microphone and talk to us about the weather. 
Clever. Mike is on the mic. <laughs> hey, some days I got it, some days I don't. Hey, that's all right. You know, we can't be spot on every day, <laughs> unless you're a meteorologist, of course. Then you're always spot on. Am I right? Absolutely. There we go. Well, as far as what to expect today, we'll have uh, whatever Mother Nature feels like throwing at us. And what I mean by that is we'll have precipitation throughout today and maybe a little bit of snow mixed in with some rain and possibly some freezing rain. So all precipitation types will be in play today as our highs mostly hang out into around the freezing point and temperatures changing very little throughout today. Either way, this is going to make for a slick commute, and we could see anywhere from an additional one to three inches of snow uh, by the time this is all said and done later on tonight. We will have more chances for a few scattered snow showers, maybe some rain mixing in, but likely more snow through the overnight as we hang steady around the low 30s and some upper 20s. Now, tomorrow, early on, we may have a few lingering snow showers, but those will start to taper off into the afternoon as we climb to the low 30s again and some upper 20s a little further towards the north. Then more seasonal temperatures work in through the weekend. Maybe a few more peaks of sunshine for Friday and Saturday as we hang out into the low to mid-20s. Overnight lows into the single digits. Then heading into Sunday and Monday, we start to warm it up a little bit. Mid to upper 20s, a few clouds start to roll in. And by Tuesday, we could hit the 30-degree mark once again with overnight lows into the teens. And right now, we do have some light snow and a little bit of rain mixing in with a temperature of 33 degrees in Eau Claire. Well, I just think it's just trying to keep us interesting around here. Well, yeah, that's what Mother Nature loves to do. And, I mean, this is still about 10 degrees above our seasonal averages. So as far as temperatures are concerned, no complaints. But then you see the the slushy roads and everything. So you may have a few gripes on the roadways. But just take it slow uh, if you do need to head out. Absolutely. All righty, Jill, you have a good one. You as well. And that was Mike Dandria from TV 13 with our updated weather. And I just clicked on the closings and I didn't find anything new or anything going on. So I'm thinking everything's running as needed. I do have a Morgan in the house and I believe she's ready to do some news for us from around the area. Good morning. Good morning. Mother Nature dishes it out again. A little bit of a slow go out there, so you might want to plan some extra time. A little extra coffee in the tumbler as we head out. Day 4 of 2023, and we begin today with Wisconsin's governor beginning his second term in office by asking for more. Governor Tony Evers yesterday said he wants more money for local governments, more money for public schools, more people enrolled in Medicaid, and more abortion access in our state. The governor used his inauguration speech to push for them all, as Evers said he's, quote, jazzed as hell, and quote, to start another term as governor. He may not get as much of what he wants, though Republican lawmakers have been reluctant to spend more and expand Medicaid in the past, and there's nothing to say that they've changed their minds there. In other headlines, new members of the state Senate were sworn in on Tuesday. Republican State Senate President Chris Kapanga says the point of the Senate is to be a deliberative body that examines the law as it's being written. I look forward to directing vigorous debate, which is good. We want to have vigorous debate on this body, and we've had it. Last session, we had some great debates. Democrat Senate Minority Leader Melissa Agard said she's hopeful that Republicans will be willing to see eye to eye with the Democrats. History, however, will not remember cheap partisan moments. And I am hopeful that we can rise above the divisive times and strive 
for the better angels amongst all of us. The Senate and Assembly are looking to handle a potential multi-billion dollar tax surplus over the next two years, among other major issues. Well, there are new faces and names behind the badges in Eau Claire. Eau Claire and Chippewa counties have new sheriffs as Sheriff Dave Restoile and Sheriff Travis Hakes both took their oaths of office yesterday. And uh, Hakes takes over in Chippewa County after years as a police in Elk Mound. So some familiar names to our area and new names behind the local badges. And it's always a little dangerous to ask the internet to name anything, but kind of fun. Madison now asking people online to name the city's snow plows. Three of them are big. One of them is a little plow for sidewalks. The city says funny, punny, pop culture references all encouraged. And submissions to the city are due next Friday. There are other places that do this across the union. I know Michigan just had one. Plowy McPlowface at one point was a winner. The big Laplowski, that was another one we had come through the newswire. So if you have any ideas, you might want to submit those to our own plow naming contest in Madison. And here's a story. A man might want to plow his way uh, to the forgiveness line after leaving his wife at a rest stop. The couple was driving to the wife's hometown for the holidays when the husband decided he needed to go to the restroom. When he pulled over to do so, his wife, who was sleeping in the back, also decided to go to the bathroom. When the husband returned, he drove off thinking that she was still sleeping in the back and his wife had to walk to a police station to get help. After driving 100 miles, he realized his wife wasn't sleeping in the rear of the car, and he raced back to reunite with her. I'm Mark Mayfield. Might be a couple awkward car rides in their future as they hash that one out right. We had it back to the barn with Joe Elke and your Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Well, it's kind of amazing he remembered after 100 miles, but at least he did. But I bet you there was a little bit of uncomfortness in that vehicle for quite a while. And before, I don't have a lot of chores left to do here on the board, but we're going to look a little bit at some farm news. The one last story I have is pork production is predicted to increase in the United States in 2023. According to the DATCAP Weekly Livestock Marketing Report, breeding inventory is up slightly compared to a year ago. The first breeding herd increase in two years. With more pork expected to be produced here in the U.S., new opportunities for export growth is predicted, especially with pork production in Europe declining. 2022 European production was forecasted to be down 5% and predicted to be down another 3 to 4% in 2023. With less pork coming out of Europe, the U.S. has the chance to grow their export markets in the Philippines and Vietnam. The focus for pork exporters will to be will be to fill the gaps left by smaller European pork production. And we need to get going. We've got to have some um, more markets to do here. We've got to get a few more chores done, and then we'll get headed out right over to those markets. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Our first stop to check out those markets is Equity Altoona, and let's hear from Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers and heifers a dollar twenty to a dollar fifty. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers a dollar twenty to a dollar fifty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar forty to a dollar forty nine. We had extreme top of a dollar fifty two. Choice Holstein steers a dollar twenty five to a dollar thirty nine. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar twenty four and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from seventy six to ninety five. We had a top of ninety eight. Sixty percent of the cows sold from fifty two to seventy five. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from fifty one and down. Organic market from Tuesday eighty percent of the organic cows sold from eighty to a 
dollar nine. Bottom twenty percent organic cows sold from seventy nine and down. Cow bulls sold from seventy to a dollar. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety five pound up Holstein bull calf sold from seventy to one hundred sixty dollars per head. Light and pork quality calf sold from seventy dollars per head and down. Quality beef calf sold from ninety to two hundred five dollars per head. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, January sixth, starting at noon. We will be featuring bred beef cows in this sale. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA. Or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And right on cue, I have... Jerry Fitzgerald calling in with uh, information from Equity Stratford. You said it's pretty a uh, little icy on your deck up there, huh? Well, Joe, good morning to you. Yeah, it's, uh, I didn't make it outside just to open the door and run on the deck and uh, be real careful. So a little nice little slick uh, um, layer of ice. So, but uh, traffic is going by, so um, I'm not sure how the road is. We'll go check that out. But uh, anyway, folks, do drive careful. But we did not uh, did not get any snow yet, so I don't know when it's coming or where it's coming from. But we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah, we we'll always just wait, and it'll come when it comes, right? Can't do nothing about it, and uh, so well. Anyway, we might as well proceed on with the report if that's all right with you. Absolutely, <laughs> let's roll. All right, Jill, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from yesterday, Tuesday, here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start out with the market auction yesterday. We'll start out with the organic cows yesterday. We sell organic market cows every Tuesday here in Stratford. High-yielding organic cows yesterday selling from a dollar to a dollar seventeen and a half per pound. Lower-yielding organic cows, those are below a dollar. So we did see a nice increase on the organic market. Now we'll get back to the conventional-type cows. Uh, Conventional cows in yesterday's auction uh, this week so far sell high-yielding cows selling from 75 to 85 and a half. Most of the cows this week so far are between 55 and 75. Thinner cows, lighter carcass cows below 52. And we'll have an update on fed cattle. Uh, most of those will be sold today's auction. We'll update those on tomorrow's report. Bulls this week, better quality bulls are mostly from 85 to 97. Lighter bulls, 82 and below. Calf market so far this week, good quality Olsen bull calves selling from 75 to 175, topping at 200. Heifer calves, pretty limited demand this week, 30 and below. Beef calves, good demand, 150 to 300, all the way up to 340. That was on Monday's auction. And uh, we are on Wednesday. We get started this morning. Uh, full marketing day here, uh, selling market cows. And, of course, uh, fed cattle today, sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves. Feeder cattle sale today will be around noontime start. Uh, we will have bread beef cows for that sale today. And also, uh, if you folks are in the Holstein line, we've got a real nice large consignment of 50 started started calves, Holstein calves. They're going to weigh from about 150 up to 225. So uh, other other consignments of beef cattle also today. So anyway, folks, do drive careful, uh, depending upon what part of the state you're coming from. But right here now, just uh, overcast and uh, just a little bit of ice out there. So... Drive careful, and uh, Jill, you also, and we'll talk to the folks tomorrow morning. That sounds like a really good plan. And uh, so now you, uh, well, of course, you've got to drive up in the dark, but you get home before it's dark, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, okay, well, that that helps. So, all right, folks, do drive careful, and Jill, you have a nice day, and we'll talk to everybody tomorrow morning. Thank you. Yep. 
And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. And as he said, we need to be careful out there. I just refreshed my closing uh, page from WEAU and our school closing as at waxradio.com is brought to you by Hovlands and Service Master of Chippewa Valley. I'll read through what I've got so far. Elma Center Lincoln Humbird Maryland School District is opening late on Wednesday, opening late two hours. Amory School District is closed Wednesday. Remote learning for child remote learning, child care closed, no evening activities. Black River Falls School District is opening two hours late today. Chippewa Falls Area United Unified School District is opening two hours late today. Clayton School District is closed. Durand, Arkansas School District is closed today. Elmwood School District is a virtual learning Wednesday. Early Learning Center closed. Generations Academy is opening two hours late today. Gilman School District is two hours late. Glenwood City School District is closed Wednesday. McDonald's Area Schools is opening two hours late today. Menominee is two hours late. Plum City School District is closed Prairie Farm School District is closed today. River Falls School District is closed. And Rust County Transit Commission is closed. And Spring Valley School District is closed. So look ahead. Roll on over to the WAX website. They'll help you out. And our school closings are sponsored by Hovlands and School and Service Master of Chippewa, of the Chippewa Valley. If uh, we get a lot of help from... TV 13 and go to their closings. You got to keep things up to date. Our weather today is going to hold about steady for our temperatures with only a high of 34. Snow, rain is likely tonight, 28. Tomorrow, 31 with snow in the a.m. turning to breezy. Tomorrow night is supposed to get down to 7. That's where I feel like there's going to be some ice accumulating. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, Going to be holding about in the 20s with partial sun coming out. We are under winter weather advisory. Slow down. Take your time. You know, getting there a couple minutes later would be better than not getting there at all. But we'll just keep talking here. We need to get to our last run at the markets. And the Chicago Board of Trade. Corn for March is 60. Whew, sixes are hard for me this morning. Corn for March is at 669 down a half. Oats for March, 363 down a half. Soybeans up 12 cents to 15.04. Soybean meals at $469 a ton. That's up $4. And wheat for March is at 864 down 5 cents. And rolling on over to our country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, corn's at 615, with soybeans at 1439. At the Cottersville location, 615 for the corn and 1429 for the soybeans. Golden Plump in Arcadia, cash prices, 644 for corn. Baldwin, 627 and 1432 for soybeans.
Durand, 618 and 1427. Mondovi, 629 and 1431. Elmwood, 627 for corn, 1437 for soybeans. In the Fall Creek Elevator, 609 for corn and 1412 for soybeans. Osseo, 632 and 1437. Elk Mound, 618 and 1430. Sparta, 614 and 1420. Ellsworth, 598 and 1382 for the soybeans. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville's at 645. Stanley, 632. New Richmond, 629. We'll roll on over for one last look for our dairy prices. Our barrels, 174 and a half, down 11 and a quarter. Our 40 pound blocks are down 13 and three quarter cents to 199 and three quarters. Our grade AA butters at 238 with no change from yesterday. And our class three milk futures, January 1907, down 47 cents. February 1824, down 35 cents. March, down 7 cents to 1832. April 1850, down 12 cents. May 1891, down 9 cents. And that market is trending downward through the end of the year. Got a little bit more chores to do, and uh, we'll take one last look at our weather here on Wax 104.5. I'm trying to leave you with a little bit of a smile, but you know that weather out there doesn't always make everybody smile. We are under a winter weather advisory, so be careful out there. Our high today is 34. Right now we're sitting at 33, so we're going to hold pretty steady on those temperatures. Snow, rain likely, slow down. Take careful. Um, it's like a, keep checking in with the closings and the late starts for the schools out there. And uh, that's what I have for you for this Wednesday morning here on Wax 104.5, the farm show. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.